anxiously awaiting season four of that, by the way. They should get rid of every character not named Johnny Lawrence, but we uh, I'm here for it. I'll, I'll slug through the there rest of go. them, in particular the awful children, but more Johnny Lawrence, please, <laughs> creators of Cobra Kai. All right, so I'm, I'm still not caught up, caught up on that. I got to finish Ozark. Yeah. I got to finish that you, one. You need to get it's, going. It's really, Allie, Trav, it's really good. It is good. Yeah, but see, I don't, I don't necessarily need good, Slee. I need good slash ridiculous. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I need I need something that's both equal parts. I'm kind of enjoying this. And, oh, by the way, this is incredibly stupid that I'm <laughs> wasting my time with. I need that. And that's the Karate Kid. I'm going to go back and watch all the Fast and Furious tonight. <laughs> Every single one of them. Every single one of them. That's a perfect example there's of that. There's 14 of those. Example. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few. All right, let's try another phone call here. Let's go to Walnut this time and Paul. Paul, you're on with Travis and Sliwa. What's up? What's going on, Travis? Great to see hey, you all Paul. over the, you know, going all over ESPN for years. To see you here. Um, Thanks, I just want to say, make two quick points. One to Sliwa. Uh, last year, I, th- I said that we should have extended Kuz and traded down for Zach Levine. Still think we should have did that uh, with what Zach Levine started into, and he's probably the best value for his budget, $15, $16 million. And, uh, but my main point was to the Dodgers, though. I believe that uh, I'm going to start to geek, but there's 182 innings that you could split up if you just really kind of stuck to the eight pitchers, and I believe all pitch, all the eight pitchers are dynamic enough to cover the whole pitching. So it will be 182 innings to pitch, uh, split up if you divided it by the eight. And I believe that um, if the manager can figure out how to do that, uh, it'll work. That it's, it. Yeah, thanks for the call, Paul. I, it's an interesting idea, and I'm not saying that it's not doable, but the first person to try something like that is going to have to be pretty bold. It's going to have to be out of the box a little bit. Now, that may be the Dodgers, because Dave Roberts will do some things. The Dodgers are very creative thinkers along the way, but I just don't know... Like, to your point, you split it up among seven or eight guys, they're going to get roughly 180 innings, give or take. You really only want Walker Buehler to throw 180 innings? I mean, he's the best pitcher in the National League, potentially. Why not have him pitch more than that? Why not have Trevor Bauer more than that? And, and Because, look, Trevor Bauer and Tony Gonsolin are not created equal. Why would you have equal innings in a perfect world. Trevor Bauer is better than Tony Gonsolin. Doesn't mean that Tony Gonsolin shouldn't be in the rotation. Maybe you split those innings up with some of the guys at the back half, but those guys at the front should get as many innings as they can handle. You know, Trev, um, I like the getting called out on Kyle Kuzma from last year uh, with Zach Levine. <laughs> I like how he just went all the way back to last year. By the way, you can't trade Kyle Kuzma for Zach Levine. The Bulls are not... That's not going to happen, right? Let, let me get that one out of the way real quick. By the way, you know what we didn't hit on? You know what what's uh, what's incredibly exciting about what we got going on in baseball, which should make every sports fan incredibly excited about what the future is for uh, you know not just Major League Baseball but for sports in general. They're starting to Trav. We're we're going to have fans in, back in you know some of these stadiums, and I'm not talking about a couple thousand people. I'm not talking about five percent of fans. Looks like we're going to have some legitimate, legitimate, you know, close to even in some cases, fifty percent of fans. That's not that's that's obviously the high number. Um, Trav, I I don't know. I think when we were coming into this season, yes, it's outdoor. Yes, um, you know, there's probably more opportunities in baseball than there's going to be in, in basketball. Just to use that as an example. But opening day, we're going to have fans in in each one of these stadiums. It looks like, or at least most of these stadiums. 
Yeah, I think the Dodgers are, are counting on 11,000 people. I think the Angels can seat 9,000 people, depending, you know, their capacities vary a little bit, so the numbers are a little bit different. But, no, it, it's going to make a huge difference. It, even, you know, I got the, the Dodger game on right here in front of me right now mm-hmm. in the spring training game, and there's only a handful of people in the stands, but it makes a difference. It's better than a cardboard cutout. Listen. It, it, it's better than empty seats. It, I, I get it. It's a fraction of what we're used to, but it's it's a massive step in the right direction. So there was a good article from uh, Bill Shea in the LA Times. The Dodgers will play in front of 21,000 fans on opening day in Denver, right? They've t- taken on the Rockies. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the state of California, it looks like 20% of fans will be allowed. It's not official yet, but should be allowed. 20%. And they're doing it in this uh, um, three tiers. 20%, then eventually 33%, and then eventually 67%. This is yeah. uh, this is significant. Or significant. You, you talk about this Try going to Staples Center, okay? And and we did it for the entire you know first half of the season. Trav, it's so weird being at these games, and and Michael can't stop bringing it up during the game, saying, "Gosh, can you just imagine? Can <laughs> well, you imagine when if Michael fans gets were there? an idea in his head? It's not going anywhere." Well, but Trav, and what I'm referring to here is, I don't care if it's twenty percent. That's fantastic. I mean, it, Staples Center, it, because it's closed. If you have ten percent of fans inside a Staples Center. That's going to freaking make an impact. It's going to at least give some natural sounds and noises that bring sports back to some capacity. That's big, in my opinion. That's big time news for Major League Baseball. It's huge. It, it, yeah, look, ten thousand, twenty thousand, whatever it is. Let's get some butts and some seats and have it be a little bit normal. I want to go back to something you said a second ago, talking about him calling you out for trades. And yeah, Zach Levine for um, coups last year. This is one of my favorite things about uh, trade propositions. And I don't think that people think this through nearly enough. You do know that the other side has to say yes, too. That right? is incorrect. That is incorrect. That's disrespectful <laughs> for you to even bring that up, Travis. Um, yeah. No, it, it's, it's so true. My favorites are, mm-hmm. you know, you know the, the Rams, why, why don't they go out and get, uh, why don't they go out and get, uh, I don't know, like Patrick Mahomes. The Rams should go get Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you know what? That That's a good idea. But I don't know. Have you ever um, heard of Aaron Rodgers? I mean, who's running yeah. the Rams? Yeah. Let me just let me just throw this at you real quick. Um, who would um, you like to give the Chiefs in exchange for Patrick Mahomes to where the Chiefs would say yes? Oh, right, right, right. The, the, to to make a trade, you need to have something that the, they want. The the trade that like for instance, the Lions did not want Jared Goff. It wasn't Matt Stafford for Jared Goff. It was well, we'd like Matt Stafford. Cool, you can have him. But uh, what do we get, Jared Goff? No, you must not. You know, click, click, click. What I said. What do we get? Oh, oh. Um, how about Jared Goff and a couple of picks, first round picks? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. You got to have something that they want along the way. Well, we have this. Um, it, it, it's this. Uh, what's that trade? Whatever it is, that trade machine. What? I'm, I'm forgetting off the top of my head. What is it called? Where you I, put in the salaries and everything I, else. That's all they look right. at. I know what you're talking the about, money matches. but I can't remember the name if of it If the either. money matches, we should get Bradley Beal for Caruso and THT. You know, if the, if the money matches, and that that's they, they use that every single time, which, by the way, it's all fun. I mean, we, we're all looking at these different scenarios that can play out, but how much of the time we forget, hey, the other side's got to get something. The other side actually has to get <laughs> something. I know. It's so crazy. All right, so... Dame Lillard makes a 45-footer to, to win the All-Star game. Um, let, me, let me start right here. Okay. Is it too much of a good thing 
the, that three-point. Because, it, look, it's amazing to watch. It's amazing to watch what Steph can do, what Dame Lillard can do, what more and more guys are doing, just extending that range, extending that range to where, you know, a 25-footer used to feel really deep. Now you're talking 30, 35-footers oh, yeah. pretty regularly. And I get it. It's exciting and it's fun. But when the basketball game is virtually just that, it loses a lot of its luster. There's a piece in ESPN.com today talking about the three-point shot just kind of becoming too prevalent. It, it's nearly it, – it's about 40% of the shots right now, which is up 61% in the last 10 years. It's going to be half the shots before you know it. And I just don't know if I need to see a glorified game of horse from behind the three-point line. So are you – what what is – do you want to see if, – if it stopped right here, let's say it doesn't become 50%, you okay with it? Or or is, or is the way the game is played today, you're not crazy about it? I, I No, I don't want to say I'm not crazy about it because I do like it. I like points. I like offense. I do not want to see a return of the 1990s Knicks where they could score 80 points and win a game. I don't I don't want to see that. I'm the only but one I left. Also, I want to see I want to see 81 to 79 Detroit Pistons and the no, I don't want to go that low. But uh, <laughs> but I, I'm I'm curious because it's only going to get. Whether you like that style better or worse, if you don't like that style, there's only it's not like they're going to start taking less threes. You know what I'm saying? Right. So and so this is the question, and here's here's what this reminds me of, and and it's the it's 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 a totally different sport doing a totally different thing, but it's the exact same reason. It's having the exact same effect. What the three point shot is doing to the NBA is exactly what the shift did to Major League Baseball. At first, people are looking at the shift going, what the hell are they doing? Why does Tampa have four infielders on the right side of the infield, and why do they have two right fielders? What, what, what is this? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, everybody started looking and going, um, this works. This works really, really well, <laughs> and everybody starts doing it. Sure. And now you don't get any hits in a game. Mm-hmm. You get home runs, walks, and strikeouts. That's it. Home runs are exciting. They're more exciting when there's people on base. Guys on bases are exciting. Plays at bases are exciting. Players running the bases are exciting. That's been eliminated. Why? Because the shift works. So I believe you need to get rid of it or at least change some of the rules to try to make it slightly less effective. Same thing with the NBA. The reason everybody, when the Rockets started doing their thing, everybody's looking at them, they're they're out of their minds. Mm -hmm. Well, they're just one of the other 29 teams that do it because it works. It's too good. It's too effective. You need to change something to bring strategy and movement and flow back into the game. So I'm not – listen, you know NBA is my sport. I'm I'm as big of a fan of the NBA of any sport out there. I'm not the biggest fan of the way the style of the NBA is played right now. Trav, for me, what sticks out more than anything else – um, there are a lot of other parts of the game that are beautiful. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. kind of being real about somebody that's a purist of the game, just loves, enjoys watching basketball. I wasn't a big fan where the NBA, and this is more, this has less to do with teams. I think this is what the NBA is shooting for. The NBA wants to see games that are 120 to 117. Yeah. Because if they didn't, then the rules and the changes wouldn't shift so much in the favor of offense right so one of the things I I don't like about today's NBA um, you can't touch a player there's zero hand checking you already give so many offensive advantages to the offensive player give already so many advantages to the offensive player that the beauty part of the beauty of the game is there's two sides of the ball 
And where some teams and when some specific players can excel on the defensive side, I think they're now, you know, it's becoming more and more liabilities. Basically, you need four guys that can shoot, one guy that can go down and, and be a stretch five or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's taken away from part of what I grew up watching and I enjoyed watching. I mean, I, I like that style of basketball. Don't I'm not saying Steph Curry stop take you know, take less threes or Damian Lillard, but there are so few players who are Steph Curry and Damian Lillard. So you got a lot of guys now just jacking up threes that aren't necessarily sharpshooters. And it's almost as if the game has become, no, take a three as quick as you can, and and who cares what happens on the other end? Well, they cross half court and they let it go. Got guy shooting 28% from the three-point lines letting that thing go right away. You know, here's part of it too. And it's it, – I feel a little bit like an old man saying this, but you'll get a two-on-one, a three-on-one, and guys are coming racing down the court – and you just see two of the guys run to the damn corner. And they're going to spot up. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and you just know that the ball's getting thrown out. And the easy two on, on the run is being thrown out there for a, a corner three. And it just feels dirty. It just feels wrong. Like you're, you're, it's a cheat code. It's rigging the game. And this is why it reminds me so much of the shift. The reason they do it is because it's a better idea. Three is more than two, and you make that three at at a, at a better rate than you are making twos relative to it. Because you know you make you make thirty three percent of your threes. It's the same as making fifty percent of your twos. So you make thirty percent or thirty three percent or a little bit better. You're ahead of the game, and a lot of these guys shoot a whole hell of a lot better than that. It works if it's just not great TV. It's not great entertainment. Well, I, listen, just to play off of that. So you, you're talking about let, let's use a fast break as an example. You got a couple guys spotting up. I think it's also been lost of what has become a good shot and what is not a good yeah. shot, right? So you might have you might have a dude spot up. You see Denver, I want to say a week ago or so, it was the final possession of the game, Jamal Murray. I want to say he stole the ball, something along those lines, and you had Michael Porter Jr. and another player, I forget who it was, all spotting up for three when all the team needed to do was to get a layup uh, to tie the game, and they didn't. It was against Washington. And everybody just, you know, if you watch those highlights, everybody's like, what the hell? <laughs> Who would make this type of decision? That's kind of, in a sense, today's NBA. But, but it is a good article. Kevin Arnovitz uh, wrote the piece on ESPN. And I, I don't think, you know, it's going to be changing anytime soon. I think the only, only way this changes, Trav, is if the NBA decides, okay, this cannot just be so such an advantage for the offense. we got to have guys go back and – you know, play defense and, and kind of value defense. And at the end of the day, uh, teams who do play defense eventually win championships. You could say that against the Warriors, even when they had all that firepower. Lakers last year had the ability to get stops. But it's probably I, – I don't see it going backwards. I think this is no. only going to continue to be part of the game. All right, 30 seconds. I'm going to tell you my my solution to the shift in baseball. You ready? What do you there, got? There are two options, mm-hmm. and both of them I think would work. No, option number one is you can put your infielders wherever you want to put them, but they have to be on the dirt when the pitch is thrown. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, You have to be on the infield dirt when the pitch is thrown. No more of that guy in shallow right field and another guy that's you know playing shallow center. Get rid of that. Or the other is you need to start with two guys on each side of second base. You cannot overload one side of the infield or the other. I think that, that, that fixes that problem. My 30 seconds in the NBA to fix their problem? Um can we stop after every possession putting our finger in a circle and saying, let's review that one too? And where there's, where there's 30, we're, okay. we're four minutes into the first quarter. And by the way, you know, Michael always says, and I told Michael last uh, pregame we did, Michael always says, 
well, it's the referee's fault. I'm like, look at the players. The players want to review every other possession. I mean, the players are saying, well, review that one in the third quarter with two minutes left to go. It's incredibly stupid. Here, here you go. Other than tennis, mm-hmm. all replay sucks. By it the does. way, but do you, do you see at least in tennis, see how quick that replay is? That's what I'm saying. Ten, tennis works perfectly. It's the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Go to the Cyclops. Is it on the line? Uh, yep. The crowd the gets exciting. Okay. Everybody starts clapping. I'm like, this is the great. Let's do another review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Football sucks. NBA sucks. Baseball sucks. Soccer sucks. Review, it's true. It just, it, it's all of it is a disaster with the exception of tennis. All right. So we fixed baseball. We spit. We fixed uh, That's it. the We're NBA good to go. right there. We got one more thing to fix, Lee. One more NBA related thing. We'll get into that next. It's coming up. Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Stick it to that. They don't Hot count. dogs count, bro. No. You can't no. have two hot dogs and just Look, walk around like you didn't have anything to eat. If you go to the Dodger game and get a couple of dogs, that counts. If you go to Costco, which, by the way, so, you know, we talk a lot about In-N-Out. Can we talk about the other best deal in the world? Oh, hot Costco? Dog, oh, hot, hot dog and a soda for a buck and a half? No, Co- you're, you're, Costco is <laughs> real really hard to freaking beat. deal. I mean, that... Just sitting there, and well, how about the pizzas? How big they are? What 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 is a pizza cost there? Isn't like ten nine bucks? Nine bucks? Like yeah, nine or ten bucks? It's it's not much. But you get that big hot dog. It's a buck and a half. You get a drink. It, yeah, you're not you're not you're not doing a lot better than that. Okay, I, I was telling Clinton this um, that one uh, was it maybe two weeks ago where you decided you were kind of on the fence whether you still want to do the show or not. Yeah, I wasn't um, quite sure. Yeah, I you weren't sure. So um, I'm telling Clinton this. I said, when, when's the last time you were at Costco, Trav? Uh, a week ago. Okay. Do you notice now, one of the main reasons why Costco, I mean, growing up as a kid, I mean, you got excited to go to Costco. Oh, yeah. You, you got the, when the samples are flowing, right? When you're, when you're going out there and, and you can almost get in a full meal by the amount of times you're going almost. through there from a, <laughs> from a sample perspective. Do you see what they do now? Hit me. They got the people out there. The food is there. It's sitting there. And it says... For product display only. Yeah, that's not cool. That, there, there's a word for that that I can't say on the radio. But, but that. Let, Let me tell you something. If whatever that word is, it's worth it. Okay, so whatever the repercussions are, <laughs> I think you should say it, and I think we should just live with the repercussions. It ends with the word tease. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a food tease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, the, COVID is not great for a lot of reasons. But arguably, COVID's biggest crime is shutting down the samples at Costco. You cannot <laughs> have the samples. I should not be able to see the food out there. The you know the 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 man or woman who's manning the fort should not be there with all the they got everything. Just as if the samples were going on pre-COVID, uh, you can't fool me like that. That that can't happen. 
I I would be lying if I said I didn't wouldn't come from the right and then come from the left and then come from behind a couple of, like uh, maybe she won't see me maybe that lady will realize that hey I came from her left last time I'll come from the right I'll get another one of those sausages she'll never know it was me I got my dad my mom I got uh, three sisters three brothers I'm grabbing for everybody that was always my thing like I'm getting I need eight samples to take to my entire family. Uh, sir, what are you talking about? You're 30 years old. Stop doing this. Susan, go grab a couple of those Polish sausages. I hate those things. I'm not, I'm not asking you to eat it. I'm just saying go get it. Did I she's ask like, you if you like it? I don't think I asked you if you like it. I, I, she's already given me the stink eye when I went up there the third time. I need you to get in there and get a couple of these things. Uh, Let's try to poke all your... Uh, Steve in La Habra. Steve, you're on with Travis and Saliba. What's up, Steve? Hey, not much, guys. You know, you were talking about Anthony Davis and when LeBron retires and Anthony Davis taking over. I got to tell you, I really see Anthony Davis probably retiring before LeBron because of just continuing to break down. And I really don't see him playing longer than three or four more years. LeBron, the way he's going, he's got at least five, four solid years. But the way Anthony Davis is breaking down, and, and you all know, you know, big dogs don't last long in the NBA. You know, they're, they're just bigger. Uh, they're more injury-prone. Um, I mean, you can bring up Bill Walton, a guy like that, and, and many other big men where they were doing great, um, playing strong. Look at Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, after he left Miami, um, I mean, he was coming off the bench in Cleveland, I think. But, yeah, but yeah, Shaq was out of shape. Sha- Shaq didn't take good care of himself. Look, I – I am the biggest LeBron James fan you're going to find, but if you're telling me you got to place a bet on who is out of the league first, LeBron James or Anthony Davis, LeBron's going to retire before Anthony Davis is. I mean, what is Anthony Davis? Is he 30? Is he 29? 27. Like 27 okay, right yeah, now. Yeah, no. So An- Anthony Davis is going to outlast LeBron James. That being said, I don't know if it's going to be by a ton. I, I don't know if it's going to be a lot. So we'll see um, that right there. Like Anthony Davis is a great player who gets hurt it's it's not unprecedented it's we've seen it before that's just the way that it goes for him Slee. that anthony davis has had in the the injury bug more or less his entire nba career it hasn't sidelined him he's not bill walton where a a, a career that felt like it was going to be one of the all-time greats got sidetracked because his feet wouldn't work it's not that but he doesn't play 80 games a year like lebron it's just not how he rolls he plays probably if you average out how many games uh, he's missed during the regular season. He probably averages out 65 to 70 games a year. 65 yeah. to 70 games. Listen, we're, we're not talking about – it's not like – and that's that's why I, I hate to jump the gun on something like this. Anthony Davis, I think a lot of this is also strategy. I think a lot of this is also let's just be smart. I mean, why why take a chance on Anthony Davis? So to – you know, to say, well, LeBron James is going to – I don't know. We, we talked about this where we think LeBron – the win, Lakers window is LeBron James. That I believe uh, because, you know, it, it, one day when LeBron James does retire and this is Anthony Davis's team, well, it's not going to be just AD's team. It's going to be AD plus whoever else. And, you know, by that point we'll see where Anthony Davis is in his career. Um, I, I'm, I guess I'm just the one that's not overly concerned about Anthony Davis. I think the Lakers are being smart about it. And no, he's not, he doesn't play regular season like Kobe played or like LeBron James played. I completely get that. But you Very know what? few guys do, by the way. And at the end of the day, as long as he's playing in the postseason in the playoffs, it is what it is. Here's another COVID blessing that I'm going to go to with uh, TFP. Trav, since you have five meals a day, has the same person dropped off food at your house twice in one day? Um, n- I don't. It's a great know. question. 
It's a good question, but the, mm-hmm. the answer is I don't know, which brings me to the COVID blessing. Now you do everything touchless, right? So you order your food online, DoorDash or Postmates or whatever you like to use, and it comes. You get the knock at the door, and by the time you go to the door, it's just sitting there, and the guy is long gone, and the woman is long gone. I have no idea who's bringing this stuff. I don't have the, I don't have the patience for any of those apps. You know that? I, I, I just really? go pick everything up. Slee? I just Let go pick everything up. Let me introduce you to a brave new world of never having to go anywhere to get whatever you want. But don't, it is I, I kind of like the routine of you know getting out of the house a little bit. So you get another glass of wine or two while it's while it's being on <laughs> delivered on its way. You don't have it comes in a nice styrofoam container which you can immediately throw in the trash, which means you don't have to wash any dishes. There, there's a lot of I, I've given this some thought. I've done I've done the math. You know, like they say, like like Bryson DeChambeau is ruining golf by hitting it 900 yards because he's quote done the math. I've done the math on how to eat out and maximize drinking time and not having to clean up the kitchen time. There was the dude that called earlier, probably called about an hour ago, and he's talking about the different players for the Dodgers, how many innings they'd pitch. Remember he said 182 innings? I'm like, what's this guy just throwing out numbers? Not kidding. When you were talking to him, I was starting to work the numbers. I'm like, it's 182. Dude hit it on the dot. You worked out the numbers for your food. He worked out the numbers for the Dodgers. One of two things are happening when somebody throws out a number like 182. They're completely full of crap or they're spot on. There, there, there's no, there's no middle ground. If somebody says, "Well, it averages out to 182 innings per kid, per guy," you're like, "Okay, either this guy's really smart, who this guy was, or he's just making it up as he goes along." Let's try one more call, Slee. Uh, the Valley this time, Tarzana and Kenny. Kenny, you're on with Travis and Sliwa. Go for Kenny. Point line for years. I've been saying it, it's much too close. When Dale Ellis uh, came to league, that was I think the first year. Or one of the first years, you you had Chuck the Rifleman, Pearson shooting threes, but they were such a small percentage hmm. of the game. And where have all the big men gone? You know, you got Joel Embiid, but they're really rendered nugatory. But it's a stretch five. That's an oxymoron. That shouldn't happen. And, and so we really need to move the line out to probably about 28 feet because the game isn't so pretty with all those, you know, three-on-one fast break. Exactly what uh, Alan said about um, – the Denver game. That's just crazy. It's ridiculous. And it's taking away from the beauty of the game. I don't want to go back to the 90s. Don't want to go back to the bad boys or the Knicks. That was ugly, ugly basketball. Barkley was a great player, but he backed guys down. That was ugly. But we need to do something. Appreciate you calling in. Trav, I just want to see more defense. Like, let the guys play a little bit more D. Not everything's got to be a foul. I mean, it's okay, a little hand checking here and there. You could still have the game be the game, but I also don't need to see James Harden get every foul call. I don't need to see a ton of free throws every single game. I don't see the I don't need to see the clock stopped 50 times in the first half. I think that right. that takes away from the beauty of the game as well. I'm I wouldn't target the three-point line and say that's why um some people aren't watching basketball. No, that's that is that is I think something that adds a great element, but too much of it I think takes it away. Let these guys play a little defense. Let it get a little physical. Nobody's asking for the 80s uh, bad boy era, but something in something in the middle. 
Here, here's why I think the NBA will figure it out. First of all, it's it's not a problem yet, but the the rate that it's increasing is leading you to believe that it's going to become a problem before too long. Because if you're taking, you know, if sixty percent of the shots are coming behind the line, that's a problem. The NBA does a really good job of tinkering with their rules every once in a while. They're they're really good with that. That let's try this. If it works, it stays. If it doesn't, get rid of it and come back and do it again. But this this is how drastically it's changed. Reggie Miller is one of the great shooters of all time. Reggie Miller, for his career, averaged less than five three-point attempts per game. Less than five. That's a half now. Hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just it, – it's and, and this is a guy that it was a career 40% three-point shooter. Trav, I could see you – I could see you having a jumper. Am I accurate on that? I could see you kind of I, – I could see you having a jumper. So uh, that's partially okay. – I, I can shoot a little bit. The problem is – You take to, 10 threes right now, how many are you making? Or, or from the NBA distance? No, just yeah. or from like the high school. Just regular gym, distance. yeah, high school. Uh, from the high school distance, if I took ten ice cold, I'd make four. That's good. That's a good yeah. stat line right there. I, I'd make four from the NBA distance. I might might make two. That, have you ever? Have you? That is that is oh, the so NBA distance. That's damn far. It's a big difference. You have. To, I almost have to throw it like a football. I actually to have to bend my far. knees. You know, yeah, I actually well, have so, to. <laughs> You, you, you and I have spent a little time together. You, you know my um, how do I want to put this? My physical proportions, shall we say? Uh, I can, you know, from that high school distance, that college distance, you can just kind of, you know, you can just kind of flick it. You can, you don't have to really. But from the NBA, you got to really lift with the legs, and that's not my jam. Um, no, we have not spent enough time together because you asked me to start the show if I do the surf and snow, <laughs> or surf and ski, whatever ski the hell you surf. said. Yeah, surf and ski. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, 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 look, I'm the I'm, guy okay. that's out there at, at <laughs> wasn't in wasn't Malibu, and then I'm up in but Big Bear. That you're, you're from San Diego. I thought the skiing might be a go, right? Or, or excuse me, the surfing as a as a San Diegan. The yeah. odds of you being a surfer are decent, right? What I took from San Diego was Mexican food, and Whoa, that that to me is the I took the Mexican food over anything that would be actually athletic or. <laughs> Consider water. <laughs> I don't know how I grew up in SD. There's a lot of people like this too. They grew up in Southern California. You never go to the beach. I never go to the beach. I have no reason why I don't, but I don't. Yeah, it, I. Well, it's because okay. You ready for another hot take of the day? What beach kind of sucks. Let me. It's beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. It, it it smells good. It, it's very refreshing when you're near it. The breeze coming off it's wonderful. But sitting in the sand all day it was really terrible. You know what I never understood is when people say that you know they're getting their summer body or their beach body. I don't. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Because I, I know from, for me, my body nothing changes. All right, I'm probably going the wrong way coming towards summer. I, I go from a hoodie to a t-shirt. That's that's my that's going from winter to to the summer and from from basically like running shoes to flip flops. No, I go from <laughs> that's the transition. I go, I go from a hoodie to I stay in a hoodie. I just <laughs> yeah. stay in a hoodie. Doesn't matter the weather. I'm like, yeah, this is comfortable. All right, so we got to do the All Star. We got we got we some do. solutions we, for the we need uh, to the fix dunk contest. All Star game, and I saw um, coming to America too over the weekend. Oh, you did? I did. Okay. I, I have not seen it yet, so you got to give me your reviews on that. Well, you are better off than I am. We'll do that next. Coming up next, Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. 
It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, Slee, we got a, a couple of phone calls that I want to get to here in a minute, but I'm going to go on a little, a, a quick Twitter run. You ready for okay, this? Let's do it. All right, this, this is a three-tweet string from Darbo, and it starts, Hey, Trav, can I give my 30 seconds on why I need to know what's happening with Tiger Woods? By all means, 877-710-ESPN, call in. I think we all kind of want to know what's going on with Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, Little-known fact of Trav, Slee, samples or no samples, he'll eat in a store. That's true. I've told that story. I like to wait, 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 wait. Things. explain. So you're opening. So if you get something, if you get a bag of chips or something, mm-hmm. are you the guy walking down with your, you know, with your, uh, uh, with the car and literally just eating chips as you go? Sort of, but that's chips aren't my go-to. There's two things that I'll go to, and I don't do it anymore because of COVID. Because you got to wear a mask, so you can't do it. It's 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 a whole process. So uh, before I would grab a little bagel out of the bakery and nibble on that as I would walk through the store, and then there's packages of meat that you can buy, and I would eat some of those. I'm 100 percent the guy going in the opposite direction of you. Okay. <laughs> Looking and saying, don't tell me this dude's eating while he's at the grocery store. Sure. Don't tell me he's he, taking a bite of an apple. He's the banana. The peel I'm is just sitting fruit. in the cart. Okay, first of all, the peel is sitting it. in the cart. I'm waiting for you in aisle four to literally be making a PB and Jolly sandwich. <laughs> no, it's it's all pre-made. I'm not I'm not creating. I'm not buying ingredients and making a meal. I'm just. Eating some things. One more. Do you guys have a microwave back there? I'm waiting for you to. (laughs) By the way, as the employee area, if you could use their microwave. (laughs) (laughs) Like 7-Eleven. You mind if I pop this burrito in back there? Uh, One more from Darbo. Trav, you're like six four and a quote bigger man. You're not exactly flying under the radar. I don't like this guy. He's making fun of me. Um, By the way, by the way, awesome. You know, I mentioned. I mentioned, um, I think we were talking on Thursday about drinking some bourbon when I was up in Big Bear. Oh, yeah. And I love people just throwing out, they're just tweeting out pictures of different bourbons that they're drinking. Keep that coming. At yeah, Alan Sliwa, at Travis Rogers, keep the, uh, keep the bourbon coming. This one's from Dean, and Dean writes, it took my daughter entirely too long to learn to wait 10 steps before handing me her sample. That's a a good trick, and that's good parenting by you, Dean. One more from Ryan. It says, can we all agree that Steve and LaHabra doesn't understand the show? (laughs) Let's leave. Well, let me me say this about Steve and LaHabra. When the dude does call, he'll call him the Lakers talk and stuff like that. Uh, yes, he calls all the shows. He loves his loves his basketball, loves his Lakers. You know, there's there's some callers. There's no joking around. They get right to it. So, there it is. There all it is, true. right there. Okay, all so true. wait, so you so you saw, you saw coming to America. I did. Um, I watched it on Saturday night, and it's not very good. Yeah. Um. It. It. it I thought exactly that was going to be the case. What I was afraid was going to happen mm-hmm. is what happened. It's the the characters are really familiar. You like the characters because you liked them from the last movie. Eddie Murphy is just unbelievably funny in almost mm-hmm. everything, but the jokes don't land. They're just not great jokes. There, there's a barbershop scene that's really good. There's uh, a couple of scenes with Tracy Morgan that are really good. 
And other than that, you're just like, okay, let's get through this thing. It just, it, it, it was that build up, and it was going to be a disappointment, and it was. You know what it was? And I don't know how they're doing numbers wise. It was uh, cashing out. Yeah. It, it's a, it's an incredibly, you know, it's one of the greatest movies, one of my favorite uh, comedies of all time, right? Oh, sure. It, it's, it's my favorite Eddie Murphy movie, and I actually had no desire. I, I have not seen it, and. It's not for any specific reason, but I guess it's just been so long that I didn't think that it was possible to make um, a second movie of this brand. And it doesn't even have to live up to the expectations, but the fact that you would be walking away and I felt like this is what's going to happen to me, disappointed, incredibly disappointed, That's, I guess that's my mindset it, coming into this movie. It's not incredibly disappointing. I won't go that far. It's just kind of underwhelming. They're, they're, the scene where they... Uh, the Eddie Murphy's son goes to interview for a job with Colin Jost is is pretty funny. That mm-hmm. that's a funny scene, but all in all, just kind of kind of under. And it's just you know you've seen Randy Watson and you've seen Sexual Chocolate and the Reverend and the Barbershop Guys, and they're all kind of funny, but just just did not hit you the way that you would hope. Let's try uh, before we get to your solutions to fix the uh, All Star Game, Slee. Let's go to Pico Rivera and JP. JP, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey guys, so. Um, I was thinking about the, how the NBA is today with all the three-pointers, and um, I had heard, you know, there was an article where they were saying that with all the three-pointers being shot today that the game is starting to turn a little monotonous. Um, and I kind of agree. I've always been a – basketball has been my favorite sport to watch, and um, I miss that little more physicality, more inside play, and I thought the way to fix it would be – kind of blend best of both worlds. How about if we only count three-pointers in the second and the fourth quarter and the first and third quarter, they don't count. Even if you make it behind the line, they only count as two. Therefore, you're encouraging more physical inside play. You know, we don't get to see those post-rising dunks anymore. It seems like before you see them all the time, and we don't get to see that anymore. I'd like to bring that back. Yeah, it's an interesting idea, uh, JP. That's one of the proposals is that the the threes only count for three towards the end of quarters or towards the end of the game. That's one thing. Or you can limit the amount of three-point attempts you can take that would actually count for three until you get into the fourth quarter and then you open it back up again. I hate I, all I don't that, know Trav. if it's that. I hate I think, all that. Yeah, I, that, that's, that's having to pay attention to a lot of things. I don't love it either. But I, I don't just want to watch a three-point shooting contest either. That's not what I'm looking for. Well, I said this earlier, and I'll go back to it. If the NBA wants less threes, they'll find a way to create less threes, and you don't need to do gimmicky things like that and you know tap people out. Okay, you already took 23-pointers in the first yeah. 12 minutes. Uh, okay, now you, you could only, even if you take threes, you only count as two. I saw that part of Kevin Arnovitz's uh, article. Yeah. That was, I think, a suggestion from a uh, NBA executive that does not want to you know, not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Doesn't want doesn't want that uh, that name coming out. But I just I'm not a fan of any of that stuff. I'm really not. Michael has been pushing for a four pointer. Again, that's something yeah. that I I just don't think it's necessary. I don't think these things are necessary. I think what you got to do is let these guys play basketball. You know, when when you go to um, when you go to just kind of look at the way the NBA was played before. Can we value defense again? Can we not make fun of players that know how to play defense? Can we value guys? Look at how Ben Simmons gets demolished for taking or being such a poor three-point shooter and never even taking any threes. Mm-hmm. Yet he's one of the best defenders in the NBA. Yet he's 
um, arguably one of the best passers in the NBA, it's not just about three-pointers. You know what I mean? And, and you know, we, we got something to watch over the weekend. Steph Curry and Mike Conley in the three-point contest. That was fun. And I think Tatum was in there as well. Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown. So obviously a, f- a few players in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's kind of interesting. I walked away from that the All-Star festivities, All-Star Sunday, and it, it's almost the same thing as we've always seen. You got the best of the best in the three-point contest. You know what you don't have in the slam dunk contest, Trav? NBA players? <laughs> was that We have was Cassius that Stanley. Yeah, I Obi mean, Toppin, yeah, and, and Anthony the, Simmons. These guys are G leaguers for the most part. I mean, and, and and that's I don't mean to be disrespectful for that, but look, here's the biggest difference, and here's how you fix the slam dunk contest. This is my proposal to fixing the slam dunk contest. You just mentioned the three point con. You know why that works? We know instantly who won or lost. Mm-hmm. Who made more points? Yeah, more points, right? You get two for that ABA ball. You get four for the, the Mountain, Mountain Dew, Dew ball, mm-hmm. and then everything else is one. So it's easy. Okay, who's got the most points? You win. The NBA dunk contest is subjective, which is always a problem. Sure. So here's my solution. Raise the rim. Raise the rim. Do it like a high jump. Right? Okay, we're going to start it at 10 feet, and I get to do this jump or th- this dunk, whether it's a windmill, a 360, whatever, tomahawk. All right, fine. You have to match that. Okay, next round, here we go. Let's move that rim up to 11 feet. Now you go first, and you set the bar, and keep going higher because eventually they're not going to be able to make it, and the guy that can get the highest wins the slam dunk contest. Well, then it's, uh, you know, I, I would say this. First of all, you got to have your stars do, be a part of the slam dunk contest. So whatever you need to do to incentivize Zion Williamson. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm going to do it. But if I'm the Pelicans, I'm not letting Zion near the dunk contest. Why? Because I just I, why, why is he in the game then? What what's the what's the upside though? But, At least the game is a game. At least it's something he does, which he in has the course he, of playing a game. But doesn't he have more? And when you're saying I don't want him to touch the All Star game or the All Star the dunk contest, I'm assuming what you're referring to is the risk of injury. Yeah. Doesn't he have more of a risk of injury playing with nine other guys running up and down the floor, coming down for a rebound, potential ankle, knee? I mean, isn't that more of an injury than the slam dunk contest? Jumping over three of his teammates blindfolded is not more risky than trying to dunk just you know in, in traffic in an NBA game. Something he's been doing his whole life. Well, I would I would instantly say that you know one of the biggest issues with the slam dunk contest you don't have your best dunkers your best players in the NBA. if everything is about how many times have we heard this from the nba it's about the fans it's about entertainment and we're here to entertain and we're trying to give the best product on the floor every time the dunk contest is become what and, and this was something that i i didn't even know who the dunkers who was going to be in the dunk contest till a week ago or so and then they're announcing the names i'm like who the hell is who the hell is Cassius Stanley? What What do you mean Cassius Stanley is in the slam dunk contest? But the other problem, uh, Trav, is you're right that it's subjective with the scoring. Mm-hmm. But it's also so confusing with the score because nothing makes sense with the scoring. Some guy can miss a dunk three times, dunk, and he still gets a 10. And then another guy can do something and he gets eight across the board. And I don't know why he's getting an eight. Or you can have Dwayne Wade, who last year, like <laughs> well, an had to idiot, the scoring because like an idiot, you know, yeah. went and um, you know obviously favored a Miami Heat player. It almost has made the slam dunk contest a complete joke. You know, it's it, like 
it's uh it's more of a, it's more of a joke than something that you look forward to. It's the easiest thing to skip during All Star Weekend. I love the three point shot and the goofy skills competition. I, I I don't hate it because there's the little bit of an element of okay, who's gonna get that shot off first? Who's gonna make the the dunk contest? You could like one, I could like another, and there's just there there's no. I I can see you, Trav. I can see you going back sometimes at night when you can't go to sleep. You go back to the skills challenge from 2011, and you watch it all the way through. And then you look at 2012, and you compare what what the guys accomplished in 2011. I could see you definitely doing that. Yeah, you see, we're getting to know each other already. One more quick one from John. You shouldn't have said it aloud, Trav. Our sunset pictures won't mean as much if non-SoCal people know the drag it brings, especially with kids and all the crap we have to tow with us. Oh, my gosh. The only thing worse than going to the beach is going to the beach with your kids. Because a, you got to prevent them from drowning, and b, you got to crap, you got to haul all that crap down from the car down. It's a, it's a whole process. All right, I, I want to take back. one thing from tonight's show. Okay, if we What's take that? one thing. The only thing worse than going to the beach is going to the beach with your kids. I yes. mean, I love that the family environment that we've created. You could look. You could take out go to the beach. Just the last part of that is almost <laughs> always true as well. We're gonna wish happy birthday to a couple of people coming up. That's next. Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, Slee, you ready for this? You know who turns uh, 56 years old today? I saw this. The Boz. Brian Bosworth is 56 years old today. He shares a birthday with someone else who turned 50 today. Webster is 50. Remember that guy? By the way, that's crazy. Webster is 50 years old. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that, that was not a good show, eh? And <laughs> why did he call uh, the dad Mister, and why did he call the mother Ma'am? It just there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on in that show that never made a lot of sense to me. All right, better. Uh, well, as good as nicknames go, Boz. That's a pretty good one. It is. Boz is a pretty good one. Yes. I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to think of other nicknames from okay movie nicknames. Mm-hmm. The dude. Yeah, the Big Lebowski, Big Lebowski doesn't sure. doesn't get much better than that. Uh-huh. Um, remember McLovin, Superbad? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, 
I'm trying to think from a, from an athlete perspective. So I have I have one of my favorite athlete nicknames. I like the boss. I think the boss is really good. But mm-hmm. the one this is and this is a guy probably very few people remember unless you're a, uh, a a major league baseball fan and an out of market major league baseball fan. He was a designated hitter on the Cleveland Indians for a period of time. The guy by the name of Travis Hafner. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you, do you remember that name by chance? Mm, vaguely. Okay, so he I think he played for a couple other teams, but that that's not important. The, the important part is his nickname, and his nickname was Pronk, P-R-O-N-K, and he was called Pronk because his teammates decided that he was kind of a hybrid of two different things. One was he was a project. He had a ton of power, but you know wasn't really a refined hitter, so that's the pra part of uh, Pronk, and the other part of the onk part of Pronk was Donkey. Okay, so they put together Pronk Project with Onk Donkey to come up with Pronk, only no one was ever super specific about why they said they named him after a donkey. Oh, jeez. That sounds like a baseball nickname. <laughs> it's not coming out of hockey or Wimbledon. I mean, it's, it's the most baseball nickname in the history of the world, Pronk. By the way, did you see this? Did you see that... <laughs> Okay, listen, and and for you best, just, you just want to move right past. Well, that no, like no, it didn't no, happen. no. For best nicknames, I would say Doctor J, Magic, um, the Juice. As much as I no, don't want to, well, uh, the, so the Juice is still great. You know, he wears a mask that says the Juice. Does he really? Yes, well, that's right. Didn't he get on Twitter what a year ago or something like that? And he always put some random stuff up. Yeah, and, and he 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 honestly started. Hey, Twitter people or something. That's he's right. got a whole style. That's he's right. he's kind of leaning into it. Um, did you see this too? This uh, some other news we talked about. We talked about for Major League Baseball. Uh, you're probably going to have fans at Dodger Stadium at some capacity here, and Angels uh, it, in Anaheim as well. But you see that movie theaters could reopen. Oh, okay. In about a week or so. You going to a movie theater after after all this? So movie theaters have kind of been out of my rotation for a long time prior to the uh, pandemic. So I don't think I'm going back in anytime soon. But it's not because I'm worried about getting sick. Like I, The second they give me a green light to go back into a crowded restaurant or a bar or a ball game or a basketball game, I'll, I'll go. I, just, I was never a movie theater guy. I haven't been for a very long time. So uh, I'm a fan. I'm definitely, definitely a fan. I don't know why. There's something kind of, yes, you can do it at home. Yes, you can stream anything that you want. You can watch like you just watched over the weekend. Um, uh, Coming to America. (laughs) Coming to America. I was going to say, what did you watch? Um, (laughs) But but with all that being said, Trav, I don't know. There's something about going to a movie. You know what I mean? There's just something about being in the theater. It'd only be 25% open. What I really would like to see um, you know, when, when this comes back too, is just getting back out and seeing a good show, seeing a good concert, yeah. seeing a good, I mean, that, that's going to be, that's when we'll start actually feeling like, okay, we're, we've turned the corner and, and we're actually on this down, even though I think we're already there. Um, you, you feel like, okay, we can Those start looking back at concerts COVID. are on the same tier of like baseball games because they're outside they're at the yeah. outdoor venues, yeah, at yeah. Least, right. As far as being able to do that. Um, here's why I don't go to the movies, and it's not because I don't like going to the movies. I really do. It's something that my wife and I used to do um, a, a lot before we had kids. But now, post-kids, here's what happens. We go out frequently 
with the intent of seeing a movie mm-hmm. and, 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 and sincere intent. Like, where, yeah, we'll go out, we'll have dinner, and then. So you we'll do dinner first? Do dinner first with the intent of going to the movie. And what, so, time, what time would you do dinner at? Because yes, I kind of know where call, you're going here. Call it six. Okay. Okay. And so then you're thinking, okay, we, if we leave right now, you eat your dinner. Yep. If we leave right now, we'll make the movie. Mm hmm. Or we could stay and have another drink and still probably make the movie. And then that if you the stay other, and have another drink, you're going home after. The other drink is undefeated. It's never not been ordered. And then the other drink leaves. Ah, we're not going to make the movie anyway, so let's get a third drink. That's that's why I haven't been to a movie in twelve years. So that's that's the uh that's the coordination. Or you can have a you could be a couple drinks in and then go to the movie then. <laughs> well yeah, There's sure. Nothing wrong that with that. Work. There's all sorts of different ways you can do this. Nothing wrong right. with that. Not at all. Not at all. All right, Slee. So we get a little uh, we get a little run going this week. We have tonight. We got tomorrow. We've got Thursday, and then mm-hmm. the Lakers are back at it on Friday. So we got a we got a bunch of shows in a row this week. This is good. This is a, a little bit of a rhythm we can establish. Keep the tweets coming. Keep the calls coming. We're back at it tomorrow from seven to nine. Cannot wait to do it. Seven to nine tomorrow. I'll be back on tomorrow morning, bright and early at five o'clock. And then uh, we're going to have basketball against Lee before we know it coming up on Friday night. Indiana in the house to take on the Lakers. We will see you tomorrow night at seven right here on 710. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.